0: Win something one time, and it could be a fluke. Do it twice, and people know you're for real. Win it three times, and we use the word dynasty. And if you win something a fourth time, now we're talking about total dominance. For the fourth time, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters has named Aaron Kalks The Skinny on Sports Report, the non-metro cast of the year.
1: Good afternoon, Western Oklahoma. I'm Aaron Kalk, and this is The Skinny on Sports Report.
0: Congratulations, Aaron. Or should we say, Mr. Four-Timer. Now keep on dominating. If you build it, he will
1: come. It's the City on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forty. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny-Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. It's opening day, Jared. I noticed that you've got your Texas Rangers cap on. It's like
2: it's like Christmas before you open the presents. You're not disappointed. You're excited. That's how I am.
1: Okay, so we're going to ask you at the end of the show, the last segment. Okay. What do you really think about the Rangers? What will be, think about like this. Like a realistic, yeah. A realistic. Yeah, yeah. What would be satisfying in your mind sure. as a season? Okay. Then everybody else out there, who's your team? What are your expectations for your team in Major League Baseball? And here is another question. Do I need to get a team? Because here's the thing about me. Growing up, I loved Mm -hmm. baseball. Mm -hmm. But I loved a player. I I got you. Not necessarily a team. Yeah, You got to see the Bravos because they were on TBS. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right, you know, right. so you
1: always saw them. You always saw the Cubs. Or, or always the Sox, found White Sox. You know, I, yeah. I found myself because the Braves were bad and then good, kind of, right. You know, magnetized to them. Then you, then you get into the early 2000s and the the Red Sox story of futility, but then it ends in 2004 with that incredible incredible comeback in the ALCS against the Yankees, and then you kind of go. Okay, well, that's cute, but they're not as cute anymore because now they win, you know, four cents or what have you. <laughs> yeah. So really, there's not really a team. So do I need to adopt a team that way? And does it need to be in the AL? Should I just go back to my Ken Griffey Jr. roots and root for the Mariners? Oh,
2: no. But is no, that faking?
1: That. You know, I, I used yeah. to have this this rivalry because Chuck loved the Rangers. Oh, Okay. You know, when I was a kid, and so it was, you know, Griffey just destroyed Texas most of the time. Well, yeah. And uh, so that was kind of a fun banter back and forth. So do I need to adopt a team? Talk about that. I like your
2: approach. I I, I mean.
1: Or is that cheating? Should I be an Angels fan because of Otani and Trout and fly the Angels flag? Just
2: don't do what a couple of my buddies do. And he's probably listening right now. Don't be a Yankees fan just because they're the Yankees. I'm not Yankees. gonna be that.
1: I'm not gonna be that.
2: It's so easy to be a Yankees fan. Oh, I don't feel sorry for any Yankees fan when they start texting me and say, Oh, my Yankees lo- oh boo hoo. You have how many titles? Take and your tears and pinstripe somewhere else. Give me a break. See,
1: I've liked the Red Sox in the past. I mean, but I, I liked the story of the Red Sox and the you know, the curse of the Bambino uh-huh. and all uh-huh. that stuff. And then when that went away, it was like, Yeah. They're just the Yankees.
2: I, you know, except in Boston. Obviously, I'm a Rangers fan. I just grew, I grew up. It's one of my fondest memories is my taking family trips down to Arlington, even before, I mean, the the very first stadium in Arlington.
1: Yeah, the and, the one with the blue walls. Yes, yeah, yeah, Nolan
2: Ryan and all yeah. of that. So I've always been a Rangers fan, but I've always, and you know me, I've been a baseball fan. So I can turn on a game and not be the Rangers and just enjoy it like you enjoy good pitching and good players and, and like man I am I really like this guy I really I really enjoy watching him play he plays it right you know stuff like that and I like the the uh, you know the allure of, of rivalries you know of course Red Sox and Yankees you know how about Cardinals and Cubs those are always fun matchups so I'm just this is uh, like Christmas for me I, I love this day
1: all right, so we got the opening day. More baseball as Elk City head coach Jay McClure will be in here at nine thirty. Talk about big elk baseball. What's happened so far this year? What to look forward to? Maybe my maybe my solution can take care of itself, because we'll hear about um, the the big elk baseball team. We're going to obviously talk about one guy in particular. No matter who else he wants to talk about, with Cash and May Cash Mayfield and. Maybe I just decide to be a fan of whichever team drafts him next year mm-hmm. whether or not he goes or not well, that's, that's a good that, you know maybe because that's you, it
2: you follow those guys through high school and you kind of you kind of follow them through maybe that's their maybe that's what
1: I do just yeah. wait wait on next year cash gets drafted whether or not he actually goes or he goes to Oklahoma state whatever that'll just be my team that maybe that's what'll happen uh but anyway, we'll talk about him we'll talk about all the big elks and and, and with uh, Jay coming up at nine thirty. First of the show, I do. Uh, the question is, do I owe the women's tournament an apology? We didn't get to that yesterday. Yeah. We'll tell you why. Or is there another problem? It's not the women's tournament that's the issue. That's the solution. It's the other thing that's the issue. Thunder escape last night. They now essentially hold a two-game lead over Dallas. Oklahoma City has five games left. How many of those five do you think they need to win to make the play-in? I've actually got everybody's schedule that's around them written down their records
2: you do all this homework i've done a little bit
1: now something happened last night that hasn't happened in 16 years can you tell me what that is no (laughs) (laughs) the sacramento kings have clinched a playoff spot ending the longest drought in american sports 16 years now the question is jared this is everybody's homework do not look it up I i hope you can think of it who now holds the longest playoffless streak?
2: It's a good question. That's a good question.
1: 225-9698 is the uh, phone or text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, stay in touch with a couple of ways. You can log on to KADSAM.com. You can download the app. The app, the Paragon app, is free. It's got everything. Radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News. Hit the website yesterday at midnight. Pick up a free copy of the Penny News right now. It's everywhere. And then, of course, Big Elk Paragon TV. When the when the streaming of high school sports is rolling, you can watch their Skinny on Sports podcast, available on KADSAM.com and also iTunes. Already getting some suggestions for my teams on the text line. Fire in there, 225-9698. Do I need to adopt a Major League Baseball team? The Brewers seem fun. That's my favorite suggestion so far. Milwaukee just seems like a fun town. Drink beer and eat brats. Kind of my...
2: Cool ballpark with the slide out the there. Slide. And and the slide. They do the races
1: with the hot dogs every time. Yeah. Every, Sometimes every ballpark
2: pl- has a version of that, but
1: yeah. You know, with the do- with the, with the kielbasa, is it going to outrun the brat? Kind of leaning. Are you Kinda- going to allow
2: me to pitch you the Rangers? Pardon the pun. Are you going to allow me to to plead
1: oh, oh. for the Rangers? Oh, man. I, I don't even know how to answer Scott's.
2: Uh, that's a big no, Scott. <laughs> how, about no, how about no, Scott? Scotty, no. <laughs> yeah, we're teasing, <laughs> sort of. Zip it. <laughs> Zip it. Uh, see, it. I can get, Zip I get Zip that it. from the text on the Dodgers because the AAA affiliate is in Oklahoma City. That's a good, that's a good case right there because you can go and watch some up and comers or someone like Kershaw on a rehab assignment, stuff like that. This is why I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan because they had the Barons in Oklahoma City. I went and watched a few of those games, and now that's not there anymore. But I've been still kind of attached, very loosely, but still, when hockey's on, first thing I'm looking for is Edmonton. So that makes sense for the Dodgers. I like that plea right there, or that case right there. That is
1: that's a very very good point. Very good point. All right. Last night, uh, wait. Let's start with the the NCAA women's tournament. I mean, yes, I poke fun at it. There's no doubt about that. Here and there, but uh, on Sunday, something happened that hasn't happened for the NBA. The Iowa uh, Louisville game drew two point four four. Let's see, two point four nine nine million viewers for that one college basketball game, women's college basketball game. That's impressive. That number is higher than any. And, and and here's the thing: the game is on ESPN, so that 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 metric which you you can't say, oh, it's cable versus non-cable. Da da da. No, that game was on ESPN. That's more than any NBA game has drawn on ESPN all year long. The closest was on March the 5th, Boston versus the Knicks, and it was like 2.14 million. It's almost three, over 350,000 more viewers watched Iowa-Louisville in the women's tournament than any NBA game all season long on ESPN. Same network. Hmm. <clears throat> Does, that, that, that shocks me first off because when, when we looked at the numbers from the first weekend of the NCAA women's tournament you were looking at a, a, they had an increase of 27% viewership but they were only averaging like 258,000 a game Right. so you, no, you knock that number up tenfold for Iowa Louisville Caitlin Clark is obviously a huge part of that the first player, men or women, to go with a 40-point triple-double in the tournament. That's a big part of it. I also think, you know, Louisville, they got a little pub when, uh, I can't remember, the Haley something in the, in the layup or in the handshake line, did a little trash talking to somebody that she'd beaten and kind of walked off the week before. So, you know, that kind of helps get that out in the spotlight. But still, it's an amazing number. Now, wasn't it
2: Texas players? Yeah, I think that? it was Texas. Yeah.
1: Yes, I, I think that's right.
2: Which just filled my heart with joy.
1: So, do we give more credit to the women's tournament, or is this going to be one of those things that this is a, more of a strike against the NBA?
2: I don't know. I, I I think the women's tournament. There's you know the Caitlin Clark thing is a thing. She's a great player, and then it's just this time of the year in the in, in the NBA where. Everyone's like, okay, wait your turn. We'll watch NBA when the postseason gets here. This is a postseason game; it's huge. And I would almost argue that the next game, the Final Four game between South Carolina and Iowa, could draw even bigger numbers because of well, Caitlin Clark and Iowa, and then there's South Carolina undefeated. What's her name? Uh, who's is it? what's her name? Boston? I can't remember her name. Yes, yeah, Just, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Bodges. Yeah. she
1: was on the front page of ESPN. Yeah, this so
2: those two are gonna uh, that. You know something's got to give right and i'm intrigued by it i'll be honest with you uh, to the outcome to see the outcome of that game because of those so i I, again could argue that that game might draw more viewers than that game we just mentioned
1: oh but i don't think there's any doubt
2: listen to be clear we're rooting for the game of basketball i mean it's nothing it's just that it is a little shocking to see that they drew in more numbers in the NBA, but I think a lot of that factors in of you know the time of the year and everything, um, you know what games this all season long, right? I, it's just, but the postseason thing and the Caitlin Clark thing, she's a once in a decade, maybe two decade player, and that's awesome, and people should be watching that.
1: I think it goes to show you that people love basketball, love watching basketball, right? Don't like some of the things that are on the periphery of the NBA. That's that's a great point. Yeah. From the LeBron with China, all well, just the connections to China. That's a great point. It's um, more pure, and people don't. I mean, as much as they don't want to hear this, people are turned off by some of the social things that they stand up for. Absolutely, you know, and it I does. Agree. I mean, the NCAA is guilty of it too. Let's not let's not pretend like you don't see these things everywhere now. Right, but I do think Caitlin Clark is the is the reason for this because of the people. Americans love the star mm-hmm. and she is the star of stars right now doing mm-hmm. things that uh that that nobody's done so i think that's a big part of it i think i think it's a it, it's a great thing for the women's tournament but i also think this shows a little bit of problem nba wise yeah. and what and people kind of reacting to what they've done with the social issues that are out there uh thunder last night escape a game that they had to win after losing to the Hornets the night before. Uh, uh, Jalen Williams, rookie Jalen Williams, with a tip-in with .5 seconds on the clock to give Oklahoma City a one-point victory over Detroit, 107-106. Jalen Williams is making as strong a case as he can possibly make, excuse me, down the stretch to be the Rookie of the Year. It's not going to happen because he got, there was such a hole between him and Bancaro. I just don't see it coming. But without Shea Gilgis-Alexander for the second nine in a row, you see the possibilities that he has as the alpha dog. And it's amazing. The, the one thing I want to see from him, and Jim and uh, Matt talked about this yesterday at length, his age is such that he came in to the league ready to go. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's older than a lot of the guys that, that – are drafted up at the top of the draft. And so he was so much more NBA-ready. Now, it, th- if this is the baseline, what is the ceiling? How much can he improve? That, and, and a lot of times, that's a reason why guys this old, that are older like this don't get drafted near the top is because teams just assume they've almost kind of reached that peak. What, the yeah. peak and reached the potential. And so that that's the, the, the thing – Gosh, if he continue, if he can prove, if he can can improve at the rate of say an SGA, well then, you've already got two stars. Yeah, and throw Chet into the. I mean, at the same time, maybe this is just what he is, and this is pretty darn good. You know, if if he is just this, he's pretty darn good. I mean, you'd think he'd improve a little bit, but how much improvement? I think. Uh, decides, you know exactly what level he gets to. But last night, huge play at the end. Thunder win a the game they had to win. Now you look up, they've got a two-game, essentially a two-game lead over Dallas. Um, Thunder thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Dallas has forty losses. Utah has forty losses, but Oklahoma City holds the tiebreak over Dallas. So with the five games to go, here's what the Thunder have left: at the Pacers tomorrow, then they got Phoenix at home, at Golden State, at Utah, Memphis at home to finish the season. How many of those? How many of those next five do you think they have to win to make the play-in?
2: Can I ask you what does what do the Mavs have left? Do you have that? The Mavs
1: have five left.
2: Can you tell me who they are?
1: They've got at Miami, at Atlanta, Sacramento at home, Chicago at home, San, uh, San Antonio at home.
2: I really don't know what to make of the Mavs with the duo there.
1: Seven right. and ten since the Kyrie trade. Miami is. Miami, He's Atlanta, a, Chicago I, are kind of in the same spot. They're In
2: the same, yeah, play in trying to get of, to the playoff. Right, so type there's going to be effort there.
1: Yeah, I think the only game that you might have to worry about effort would be San Antonio. Yeah, they're not trying Sacramento. To. If it was further down the list, they might have clinched.
2: So you think the resting situation it could there?
1: But they're they're still in play for the second seed. Okay. By the time they get that, it, I think that there could be they, they'll still be playing.
2: So back to the Thunder, how many you think they need to win just to clinch in a play-in spot? Mm-hmm. Can I say three? I, is that reasonable? Okay, is so that, here's I, what I three. Think, I think three is what they need based on what you just told me about the Mavs.
1: Here is what three and two gets you. Okay. If you go three and two, and especially if one of those three is a win in Utah. Okay? Because those are the two teams directly behind the uh-huh. Thunder in the standings. Uh-huh. That gets you 41 and 41 to finish okay with the records currently of utah utah is 36 and 40 a win if one of those three is a win over utah that means the thunder would hold the tiebreak against the jazz guess what the best they could do was 41 and 41
2: Utah, that is Utah, that yeah. is.
1: So you've got them. So you've, you've got them. You've beat. Won that tiebreak. That's right. You already have the tiebreak against Dallas. They're thirty-seven and forty. So a three and two down the stretch means Dallas has to sweep the five.
2: Mm, that's a tough call. For they them. have a tough to sweep ask for them,
1: especially when I mentioned they're seven and ten with since the Kyrie Irving trade. So that would be way out of the realm of what they've been doing. Three and two where, would make you feel those, really yeah, good. Yeah. Where are those three wins though? It's got to be at the Pacers. You Have
2: to win that one. They are not. What are they?
1: They're They're done. They're not good. Yeah, they're not good.
2: But neither was Detroit or right
1: at the Pacers. It would really help if at Utah was the win, and then you've got that game at the end at home against Memphis. Is Memphis already locked up to the two? They've got a two-game lead over Sacramento right now. Both teams with six games to play. So if they've got the two seed locked up, are they setting guys? You know that could be a lot easier game in reality than it looks on the schedule.
2: You know what's cool about that game? That particular game, last game of the year, last regular season game of the year, it's on a Sunday at two thirty. Two thirty, yeah. I think Thunder fans like that time slot.
1: Oh, I think it'll be a raucous crap. I think crap. it's going
2: to be packed,
1: either in a must win or a hey congratulations type of scenario. Right. Too. So, and then there's, I almost
2: want the must win to see that place. Well, it always gives you a pre-playoff feel.
1: Those are the teams behind. <clears throat> there is one team that's ahead of the Thunder right now. But they have a brutal schedule, and that's New Orleans. So New Orleans is thirty-eight and thirty-eight. So a loss ahead of the Thunder, and I believe New Orleans does have the tiebreak over Oklahoma City. I Feel like they do? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. We looked oh, that the up last week. Time
2: they play. They
1: so here's what, but here's what New Orleans has. Okay, they've got six games left, so they've actually got to play an extra game just to get to where the Thunder are at right now. They could they could essentially be tied after so their first game at Denver. Okay. Then they've got the Clippers at home, Sacramento at home, Memphis at home, the Knicks at home, and finish at Minnesota, who is another team right in this mix. They've got the hardest schedule by told, far. I
2: just only see two wins maybe.
1: So that gets them to 40 losses. I mean, oh, wait, 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 wait. That gets them to 40 wins. So that'd be 40 and 42. So with 3 and 2, gets the Thunder ahead of them at the end. So New Orleans is clearly the team that could come back. Because the, the Lakers are also 38 and 38. Their schedule at Minnesota, that's a tough one, but then they got at Houston, at Utah, at the Clippers, Phoenix, and Utah. So that's depending on where everybody's at. You know, those two games against Utah could certainly help the Thunder if the Lakers win them both, or if Utah wins them both, maybe that knocks the Lakers down. Minnesota is the one with the easy schedule after the Lakers. They got Portland, Brooklyn, San Antonio, and then finish with New Orleans. So they've got the they got probably the better of it on the schedule side. All right, so the Kings snap a 16 year drought, 16 year playoffless drought. Last night, do you know who currently holds the longest?
2: Who who is the king? The king of the playoffless (laughs) of just basketball. Just no, NBA? All sports. All sports. All sports. Well, I mean,
1: if you want to say the NBA, I know the answer to that one too.
2: Let me. So it's okay. You just told me. You gave me a clue. It's not in the NBA.
1: It's not in the NBA.
2: All right. Of all sports, racking my brain. Can I ask a question? Is it? Does it tie in to today's special day? No. So is it is it hockey?
1: See, it's a little bit of a trick question here because it can be, but not yet.
2: That's a very tricky question. It can. There, be, there, but there not is somebody yet. that is Wait, already the Riddler.
1: There is somebody that's already missed the playoffs twelve years in a row.
2: Hey, Sam, Dallas was in the playoffs last year, but okay.
1: So there's somebody that's already missed the playoffs twelve years in a row. There's a hockey team. That could be twelve years in a row, but the regular season not over yet. Oh,
2: is it? No, Winnipeg made it. We were just talking about Winnipeg the other day. I don't know. We can go on. Let's go on. Who is it?
1: One is from the NFL. One is from hockey. Uh, it's. Oh, we have a winner on the. We have a winner on my text line. The. Current longest streak is the J-E-T-S, I almost Jets, said it.
2: Jets, I, Jets. I almost said it.
1: They have not made the, the playoffs since 2010. The team that could join I them. Think,
2: where, where's Detroit in this? When Detroit they, who? Lions.
1: Oh. Uh, gosh, they made it with. Did they slip in there one they year? They played against Dallas in a playoff game. Did they? With Romo and they had, yeah, that's right. It's been about twelve. And they or, beat them. They're they're going to yeah. be on here somewhere. I bet.
2: There's a time there where they were they were struggling.
1: So the team that can join okay, it's the Jets hockey. is yeah. hockey, and that would be the Buffalo Sabers. Oh wow! They've got an eleven games, eleven season streak, and they can get to twelve if they don't make the playoffs this year. Now you get to the baseball teams. Okay. That are tied for third. Then there's an interesting one tied for fifth, which I would have never got this one. So tied for third. Who has been terrible at baseball? (laughs) Your Rangers are tied for ninth with six seasons.
2: Six seasons in a row? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: These Um, teams haven't been there in eight seasons. Who is it? The Detroit Tigers. Well, there's a Detroit. And the Los Angeles... Angels. Insane. Now, here's the one that I wouldn't... It, it, Dakota says Pittsburgh. They're tied with seven seasons. They're right here on this long, lengthy list. Here's the one they I... never had,
2: got in with McCutcheon. They never got playoffs.
1: That hadn't been 2015.
2: Oh, he might have been with them then.
1: Here's the one that I would have never guessed. Because they won it all. The Royals. It just seems like it's been since...
2: They're on this list for
1: 2015.
2: Uh, so the last year they was that when they, they won it. They won it. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah.
1: But that's why you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like some of these you lo- you forget in the wash because they just made it and lose. The Royals actually won, but it seems like it's been since then. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, it seems fresher. Is this right?
1: With the Royals? Yeah. I well, was looking up. Did Sean not go to the World Series? I thought he went to the World Series since we started working here. Or was he just telling us that he did? Maybe he just told us he did. He probably will remind us
2: today that it's opening day <laughs> and that <laughs> I went to the World Series. <laughs> yep, 2015
1: is what this is saying. Yep, it's right, 2015. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? That that just I think because they won it when they got there, I feel like the Royals have been there since then. Yeah. Instead, no. So. It's the Sabres, the Jets on the mountaintop, and the Sabres are next. I want to think – I don't know this to be 100% true, but do you know who – I'm pretty sure this is right. You know who's had the longest streak ever?
2: To make the playoffs?
1: Yeah, the the longest drought ever.
2: Oh, but they have since made it, but there was a time mm-hmm. there where they hadn't made it mm-hmm. in so long. Yep. Well, was it Sacramento? No. Who was it?
1: I'm pretty sure it was Seattle. The Mariners. Because they made it to the playoffs last year, and they snapped a 21-year streak.
2: I think you're right.
1: I'm pretty sure that's the longest one.
2: I think you're right.
1: There was a big Th- Those deal are that.
2: hard lists because there were always years where a team, and then since they've, when, the, when Major League Baseball expanded the playoffs with that basically a play-in game. Right. And they consider that playoffs, yeah, you know. And I never really accepted that. I still really—it's hard for me to accept that. Like the kind of need to be in a series, right? The Rangers one year made that game, and they're making T-shirts, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. I'm like, well, no, you're playing in a game to get in the playoffs. Let's not make these T-shirts just yet.
1: Yeah, it needs to say—it needs to say like ALDS. Sure. Yeah. At the minimum. Right. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. But right.
2: that kind of narrowed down the, you know, it kind of killed a lot of streaks, I guess, or it could. If you know, are we considering that? There's a lot of intangibles to that. Like a, it's a play-in. I think it. Like if the it, Thunder make the play-in, are we calling that playoffs?
1: Yeah, I think that's the way it goes.
2: That's why it has been well, call it the postseason.
1: No, that's <laughs> what they this made says. the postseason. This I, I think the list actually says postseason drought. Okay. And just
2: yeah, you're playing a game that's not a regular season game. Call it a postseason game yeah. to get in the playoffs. Sure.
1: Yeah, Dakota, we should cancel the Angels if they don't make the playoffs this year.
2: Well, listen, they're about to blow themselves up. I mean, the players about to say, I'm done. I got a feeling. That's a whole other show we can do. But it just feels like that Trout's like, all right, uh, Phillies, what do you got?
1: After the, yeah. I want
2: to be closer to my Eagles.
1: So It almost feels like the same way with Dame Lillard, right? Like he's almost to the point of, get me out of here. I've I've done my, I think he's I've done my the, deal.
2: I think he's to the point where it's like, I'm done.
1: And maybe they are too. Like we tried this. Yeah. Let's move on. All
2: he's right. yeah, he's not really happy with the league overall, so why would he stay in it?
1: Mm-hmm. Pleased to be joined now by the head coach of Elk City baseball in his second season at the helm of the Brown and White. It is Mr. Jay McClure. Jay, how are you?
3: Doing good. How are you guys?
1: Hey, we're doing well. Uh man, last season, just for a second go back. Um, first team in Elk City to host a regional since two thousand and four, the first team to make it to the state tournament since two thousand and four. First Big Elk team to win a game at the state tournament since 2001. Could you have possibly thought of a better first year dreaming in your mind than what you guys had last year?
2: No.
3: Even going back and looking at it now, going into the season, you know, we thought we had a chance to be pretty good. Uh, Had a great group of seniors last year. Uh, But to make it that far, you know, the first year, everybody congratulated me. But I'll be honest with you, I had very little to do with it. Uh, I mean, the players – that's who deserves all the credit, not me.
2: Okay, now you gotta do it better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you set the standard. <laughs> so for
1: you now, what what was the difference as far as the feel of the game for you yourself, having gone through it the first year? Now, when you, do you find yourself more relaxed? Do you find yourself doing different things? So, how is it in your second year versus your first?
3: Way more relaxed this year. Uh, last year, and you can ask my wife. Uh, I couldn't eat. I probably lost 15 pounds during baseball season last year cuz I was so nervous. I game days, game week, I couldn't eat. So this year it's been a lot more relaxed. I kind of have a better feel for what's going on. Yeah, I think you got that weight back. Yes, I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh you mentioned the seniors that you lost. Um who were some guys, you know, that that have stepped up for this year's team to have to plug those, those holes left by Corey and Mason and Drake and all those different guys that left off last year's team?
3: You know, we've had a lot of a lot of different guys really step up. Uh, Braxton Buchanan, another senior, he's played quite a bit. Uh, Cooper Church, another senior this year. And then we've had a couple sophomores. You know, Wyatt McConnell's been swinging it really well for us. Catch Geno's been starting it short some. Uh, Colin Church, Cooper's little brother, has been playing some third for us. So we've had, you know – Sophomores through seniors, a bunch of them really step up and and start swinging the bats and playing a lot in the field.
1: Do you sense a different type of confidence in this year's squad because of the success that was on the field last year?
3: I think so a little bit. They kind of know what to expect now. Uh, you know, the second half of the season, we'll really find out where we're at. Uh, our schedule gets a lot tougher starting tomorrow.
2: You know, following up that question is it is it been a struggle? or a challenge for you this season to kind of temper that confidence and stop it from getting the other C-word?
3: We talk about it quite a bit. You know, this year is, it's a totally different year. Last year's over, has nothing to do with what we're doing right now. We talk about that all the time with our, with our guys, and they've responded really well. Uh, they they play with confidence, which I I like. Uh, you know, I don't mind playing with some confidence, but you're right, there can be a point where it gets over the top a little
1: bit, and we, we haven't got there yet. Question on the text line. Are you ever going to give Big Red the bunt signal? And when are you going to do it to show his blazing speed to first?
3: You know, we do call him the Puma for a reason. <laughs> he can run. But uh, <laughs> if he keeps swinging the way he has right now, I mean, he's leading the team in home runs. He's he's doing a great job for us.
1: Where do you think this team is right now? You know, it felt like last year started out and then you went down to Gulf Shores and, and lost a few games in a row there. But that team gradually got better and better until by the end it was one of the best – three four in the state where do you think this one is right now uh, at this point
3: i think we're pretty close to where we were at this point last year um you know again we'll find out tomorrow where we're where we're at we can play blanchard and then we go chick chase saturday so we are to find out where we're at but uh you know i don't think we've played our best baseball yet
1: what is your biggest strength as a team
3: uh pitching staff without a doubt uh our pitching's kept us in Every game we've played this year, uh, we pitchers may not have their best stuff every day, but what we've got so far has been good enough to keep us in every
2: game we've played. Uh, speaking of pitching, I heard you got a kid that's pretty good. We got uh, one that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Cash, Cash Mayfield. Uh, have you seen him progress? I, you know, he was really good last year. You're your ace. He's obviously still your number one guy, but are you seeing him getting better, which is kind of scary to ask for other teams. Is he getting better as this season's gone on?
3: Yeah, he's gotten better from last year to this point. Uh, His velocity's up. uh, He's stronger. He's bigger. Uh, You know, he's one of the hardest working kids we got, which is always a good thing when one of your better players is also one of your hardest workers. But, yes, he's definitely – he's progressing tremendously year by year.
1: You know, if people don't realize Cash is junior – He's been, he was committed to Oklahoma State before he ever threw a varsity pitch because of what he had done in the summertime uh, leading up into that freshman year. Um, he's, he's going to get drafted if he stays healthy and continues to progress. How high, don't know. But it looks fairly high uh, to where you've actually you know got a decision to make pro versus college type thing. I mean, it's going to be that high. How do you manage that as far as, Balancing what's best for him and his his future that's obviously immense versus what's best for your team in trying to win a state title.
3: Uh, We we keep him on a pitch count. We keep all of our pitchers on a pitch count, especially through the early part of the season. Uh, He's been stretched out to around 70 so far. Uh, But he takes care of his arm. He he has a whole pregame routine, postgame routine that he does. Uh, So a lot of that he does on his own. And, you know, he's – his dad's been a great help. You know, Monty knows what he's doing. We we trust him fully. Coach Fisher, you know, our, our works with our pitchers. He does he does a great job with all those guys. But yeah, Cash, you know, we'll keep him on a pitch count. He's a competitor. He wants to keep going a lot of the time. We we
1: just have to shut him down. Kind of get him out of his own way, like be, be his best. <laughs> he kind of the, the yeah. little the, the angel on his left shoulder instead of the devil on his right. Maybe exactly. Uh, well, so, I got
2: it One more question, just to wrap up the pitching. Uh- how does cash help the other pitchers you know with the other rotation do they, does he give them pointers do the other guys see what he does and his work ethic and does it does it feed do they feed off of that something like that
3: yeah they look at a lot of the stuff especially his his pregame routine that he goes through you know he does a lot of the band work and heavy ball different things uh, and a bunch of our younger ones especially have started kind of mimicking what he's been doing so it's you know it's going to be a tremendous help going down the road
2: good
1: who are some of those other guys? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Obviously, anybody that watched last year can remember the performance that Cooper had against Tuttle in that semifinal. But who else, uh, besides those two, uh, those two um, that, that everybody knows about from last year, who else has stepped up and really helped you on the mound this year?
3: Uh, we've had quite a few. Harrison Mayfield, uh, he's a senior. He started probably two of our tougher games. Uh, got the win in one of them against Lipscomb out in Alabama. Started the Tuttle game. Uh, kept us in the game. I think he threw four or five innings, and he kept us right there with him. Uh, catch Gino, sophomore. He's been throwing a lot. He'll start one of the games this weekend. Uh, Aiden Hopper. You know, we kind of use him in the closer role. We get a lead. He comes in, shuts the door. And there's there's a ton of them. I mean, it's the pitching staff has been by far the strongest point for us.
1: So if that is the strongest, what needs to improve uh, to be able to take that next step this year and get into that championship game and hopefully win it for the first time in program history?
3: So far what we've talked about that we need to work on the most would be timely hitting. You know, we get 8, 10, 12 hits a game, but we can't seem to string them together to get enough runs against the Totals and the Blanchards uh, to be able to pull those games out. So that's something we need to focus on.
1: When everybody knows about Cash, what about some other guys uh, that, that have been on the field this year, newer guys, older guys that have a different role uh, in, on this team? Uh, tell us about some of those those guys that you, you see out there in the brown and white on, on a daily basis.
3: Uh, one of our outfielders, Caden Holder, uh, he's a senior this year. He's a three-year starter. We knew what he was going to bring to the table. Uh, but he's this year, his at-bats have been a ton better. I think he last I looked, he was leading the team in average uh, – you know, catch Geno stepped up, played some shortstop. He's hitting around 400. Wyatt McConnell has been DH and playing some outfield. He's hitting around 400. Uh, both of our catchers have been doing a great job behind the plate. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a team effort so far. Everybody has a role on the team, and, and for the most part, they've, they've embraced those roles and run with it.
2: I, I think we knew going in that this was going to be a really good team based off of last year's results and who you had returning. I want to go back to spring break and that trip down to Gulf Shores, very successful trip. Uh, even in the loss, you had a chance to you know you're in that game, had a chance to win it. Did you go into that thinking, okay, open minded, whatever happens happens, and we got what we get? But coming out, coming home with um, some good successes, that did that kind of think, okay, we we might have something here.
3: Oh, for sure. You know, going down, we for me it's more of a team building. Type of deal when you take those road trips, I mean you sit in a van with somebody for nineteen hours, you start to learn a little something about somebody you may not know before.
2: you took an entire trip in the van we took, you took three the suburbans whole, all the van. boys down there in a van,
3: three suburbans in one van, yeah, wow, it was, it was a little cramp, yeah, <laughs> you get to know people better are braver than me, <laughs> so uh it was a good trip, you know, coming back three and one in uh, the game we lost, we were in it the whole time. I think we had six errors that game that kind of cost us, but you know, trips like that for me are more about team
1: building than, than record building. Now, on that trip, <clears throat> was Coulter in your van, or did you pawn him off on somebody else?
3: Coulter was with my
1: wife. <laughs> he was not with me. Uh, you got a bunch of guys. I mean, when you when you look out there, not only on the varsity, but the, the JV, and they've got a bunch of guys in the dugout. How much does that competition help? Uh, on, at the varsity level just to keep guys motivated and know when they have to produce on a daily basis yeah we carry 21 on the varsity jv has 24
3: uh you know you look out there like we we were out yesterday taking ground balls and fly balls and i you mean know, you look around there's two or three guys at each position that could start for 90 percent of the teams we play uh, but it's good for us and it's tough at the same time you know you got you got guys out there that probably deserve to play but there may be somebody right ahead of them that's just a little bit better. So it's a tough balance to work through, but our, our kids have done a great job. They, they know their role. They've, they've embraced it, and it's, it's a lot of
1: fun to watch. How do you keep those guys that maybe aren't getting the time they think they need, how do you keep them going?
3: You know, a lot of it has to do, you know, we can get – we've got a lot of guys that can swing it. And so we can get some guys in to pinch hit and courtesy run. And, you know, we bring some guys in for defensive purposes at different times. You know, it is—it's tough. It's tough to get all those guys in that have worked hard. They deserve the playing time. Uh, you know, that's that's the toughest part of my
1: job. You mentioned earlier Blanchard tomorrow, defending state champions, and at Tuttle. Or, I'm sorry at Ch- uh with uh, with Coach James. A lot of people out here are familiar with. He's done a heck of a job in his first year. And then you get into the district, the, the district portion where you know right now in in four A four you got four teams that haven't lost, and you've got three teams that haven't won, and now those four teams that haven't lost are going to start playing each other. How much has this early early season schedule from going to the Gulf Shores, already having Tuttle, then you got Blanchard and, and uh, Chickasha back-to-back. How much does that prepare you to win this district and then hopefully put, a, put yourself in a position to host regionals again?
3: Yeah, that's why we scheduled it the way we did. Uh, we knew the second half of the season was going to be a little tougher as far as the district games go. Uh, so we, you know, we schedule the Tuttles, the Blanchards, the those guys to get ready for, you know, that playoff push going into the final district a couple weeks, uh, and it's it's going to get a lot tougher for us. You know, good. It's a good thing we got some pitching.
2: Yeah, very good. Uh, not really a question. I just want to compliment your boosters and and your administration. That scoreboard is sweet. Of course, we all know about the field, the facilities. It it it's a it, it plays a big part into building a good program i think and you've you've got the support there
3: definitely our booster club the administration uh, mr sparks has done a great job couldn't ask for anybody
1: better to work for uh helps that he was a baseball guy that too. does definitely help. <laughs> definitely and, uh, we may have the only superintendent in the state that actually is the PA guy at the baseball games. <laughs> that's <is> true you <laughs> don't see that very often he drives the bus he and might does the and the drive PA. the bus <laughs> for you too yeah <laughs> uh last question man just it's how excited do you think you uh, do you sense that you guys are your team is going down playing the defending chance but then also this back half of the district schedule and, and trying to to earn a second straight district title, and what that could lead to later on down the line. You
3: know, after last year, coming into this year with what we got coming back, our, you know, our guys are excited to go play Blanchards and the Tuttles and 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 the 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 better teams in Oklahoma. They're not going to back down from anybody. Uh, win, lose or draw, they're going to give it their best. And I, I totally believe our kids are ready to go. All right, man. Thank you well, so I got much. one more oh, go, before go we
2: let him go. I don't know if you're listening earlier. He's searching for a major yeah. league baseball team to root for. Who should he root for?
3: Whip well, is it me. It'd be the New York Yankees.
1: Yeah, I oh, told there you. We uh, go. You're not going to like that answer. Have, I knew you should have. Yep.
2: You should have prepped me. You're on not going
1: to like his answer <laughs> because he's he, the uh, evil empire. Uh, oh, he Lord. walks around the house with with the Darth Vader mask on, scaring his children <laughs> with an N Y on the yes, front of it's it. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's just N Y right there. Well. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank good, you good luck to me. you guys. You know, it, uh, I'm sure we'll be we'll be following you along for sure. Oh, I'm sure we will as we move Sounds along. Good. I appreciate it. Head coach Jay McClure of Big Elk Baseball, 14 and two heading into a tough stretch here, starting the back half of the district schedule, looking to earn his second straight district title, and hopefully that means hosting a regional and then what that can lie to after that into the state tournament. <laughs> thanks again uh, to Jay McClure for stopping by uh, and uh, updating us on uh, Big Elk Baseball. And man, they're good. I've uh, Watched them play numerous times uh, this season, and uh, fourteen and two, both games they absolutely could have been the winner uh, against Tuttle, and then out at uh, out at Alabama. I think that they were actually ahead, what four or five to one in that game that they ended up losing, four to one, maybe in the last seven to four. But anyhow, uh, very good. And I mean, let me look at the schedule. I can't remember. I know Kingfisher is away on Monday. I got
2: it right here. Do
1: you? When is the now, next home district game on a Monday?
2: On a mon- on a Monday? Yes, oh, I got to look at a calendar. And well, it's it'll right. be
1: the first one. Here, I'll tell you.
2: Is it Clinton?
1: Is Clinton here first? On the tenth. Yep. Yeah. That'll, that I mean, talking about cash, you can go see him that Monday. Yeah. With Clinton in town, he'll start the he'll he'll start the the Monday game and the of the two district games. And that'll be your your chance, next chance, to see him here, the tenth of April, and just kind of see what we're talking about. I we don't. Here's and, the deal: we don't I, have to build him up because when you see it, you'll know it. Yeah. And and, and, and that's no shot because here's the here, here's what makes the Elks good, and the Elks with the chance to win it all. If you want to go Tuesday next Tuesday with Kingfisher in town, Cooper Church can do it too. He can bring it too, and and everybody that he puts out there on the mound has a knack for getting dudes out
2: but april 10th is graham cracker night <laughs> all right first 100 fans get graham crackers if you don't know what i'm talking about just
1: go ask cash <laughs> right uh yeah yeah i felt bad i kind of stepped on one and cracked it i didn't feel good about that
2: that might be a thing everyone's gonna start bringing graham crackers to the games now i'm gonna start sell, eating them. they need to sell them in the concession stand
1: <laughs> i'm gonna yeah uh, i'm gonna start eating yeah that may be it Everybody out there gnawing on that Graham That might be crackers. the thing.
2: Every time there's, you know, every season has a thing, you know, like a like a mascot that they right. take in the dugout. Maybe Graham Crackers. All the fans well, what's that? Instead of the rally
1: crackers. monkey, it's the Graham Cracker? The
2: Graham Cracker. Yeah. The Graham Crackers. Yes. I like it.
1: Kind of felt bad because I sort of stepped on one and cracked it. I didn't realize it was his. Messing with the I mojo, man. taking it out of Messing there.
2: with the mojo. No, it's good. Uh,
1: this, <clears throat> this weekend will be good for, for the Elks, too, just to see – you know Blanchard, sure. uh, Chickasay, yeah. both very, very good teams. Both teams that you probably expect to to be up at the state tournament. I mean, yep. There, there's always good teams from the east. We know that, <clears throat> but I would be pretty surprised if if the state champ didn't come from uh, a trio of, of Blanchard, Tuttle, Elk City, and maybe even put a quartet there with Chickasay as well. You know, there's there's always other teams that are good. I'm not. You know, Lone Grove's a team we saw here at regionals last year. That was young, mm-hmm. you know. They're they're improving. They're they're a good team uh, from four a three. I don't think we, I don't I don't think we'll see Lone Grove in the regional here this year because they're going to win their. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it'll be a different team uh, coming out here. And, and there's always a bunch of different teams, you know, a bunch of good teams. And Chickasha is one of those. I can't remember if four a two we get the second place team or the third place team, but Chickasha could be. It could be a preview of a possible regional game uh, out here with uh, where they're at. In Blanchard's district, so anyhow, it's it's a fun, exciting time.
2: I trying to remember some of those teams on the east side. Was it Vertigress? Vertigris was, uh, was there, they're like nine and three right now. Mm-hmm. Do they still have the young man, the shortstop, or did he graduate? I think
1: he graduated, but I can't remember for sure.
2: But they're always a team that just kind of contends.
1: It, it seems like I Fort just, Gibson is in the state tournament and everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, and they were there. As a matter of fact, they were the team that played Tuttle first, that really had a chance to beat Tuttle before they kind of flubbed that pop up. Remember that? hmm In the mm-hmm. in that first game of the day there at Shawnee.
2: Yep. I mean Vertigris is leading their district. Mm-hmm. There's Cushing right there at twelve and 0, and are they a product of the heavy senior class that we saw in football? No. You never know. Pryor is thirteen and three. So just some east side teams maybe to keep an eye on.
1: Absolutely. Okay, Jared, what are you expecting out of your Texas Rangers? Realistic expectations for your um, Rangers, with you know, opening day? What time is first pitch?
2: 3.05. DeGrom going up against the Phillies. Should be a lot of fun. Um, I You know, last year they had their ups and downs and then, you know, tapered off. Um, I'm expecting, just and I'm, I'll set it up here, I'm expecting a better rotation on the mound. Uh, obviously with DeGrom, uh, Heaney, and... Um, young man from Chandler played at OU. My name Jonathan is Gray. Gray. I've seen in some publications, mainly the one from MLB.com, ranks them as the fourth best rotation in the league. So by virtue of that, and if they stay healthy, that's always a thing, especially with DeGrom, if they stay healthy and if they pitch to those expectations, I expect 10, 15 more wins, um, which I think puts them in a position – to contend for a wild card. Not going to say they're going to contend to win the West. I think there's a couple teams better than them. Obviously Houston. I like what Mark Rogers says about Seattle. Um I'm not I got it. I'm still at this let's believe. I won't believe it till I see it from the Angels. But they're Texas Rangers are in a win now mentality with how they've spent money awesome, on the awesome facilities obviously and and everything I mentioned with the players. So I, I think they should be, when we get to late July, early August, when I hope to go see them, that they're still in the running for a wild card spot. So, that's my tempered expectations for them.
1: So, what is a satisfying season in your mind? In um, it till the end and let your chips... Well,
2: like kind I... Kind of I, like the Thunder right now? Sure. It's kind of the same approach. Um... I have better expectations than what I did last year based on the off season that they've had. Right. So that's why I expect more wins. And and with the scheduling, how it works out, I think it'll allow them to get more wins. How they're spreading out the, the <clears throat> evenly playing everybody and not so much heavy on, on their division.
1: Yeah, not having to play Seattle and Houston as many right, times right. should help.
2: So I think that should help them. So I I will go with, you know, like I said, I expect more wins and to be in contention in August for, again, a wild card spot. If we get to the trade deadline and it's a lost cause and they're unloading or working on the farm system and not the the immediate, then I'm disappointed. But if we get to the trade deadline and they're trying to acquire somebody that's going to make them, kind of like the Thunder, what I talked about yesterday, make that playoff push, we'll see. So I always take it, you know, as the baseball season goes on, you know, almost one month at a time, where are they at the All-Star break? What can they do before the trade deadline? What What do they need? Can they get it? And then we'll see what happens. So I mean, I would hope at least I'd have to look up what their record was last year because there was a point where they were winning some games and then they kind of tapered off. Uh, 10, 15, 20 wins more than last year is a stretch. That's asking a lot. I'll go with around 10, 15 more wins, and, and again, contending for a wild card. So, there's my very weak Ranger preview and expectation. 68
1: and 94. So, 15 wins is right about even. Sure. That would be and 83. That would
2: get you around that wild yeah. card spot. Yeah, be 83 and 79. If things happen around you. Yeah, Right. The AL West, there's a lot of talk during Jim's preview show of, you know, a division that could produce three playoff teams. It's not outside possible. I mean, Houston's so good that a lot of people are picking them to repeat. We mentioned the Mariners. It's not out of the realm of possibility for the Rangers to do that, or even the Angels. Let's not kid ourselves. They still have Mike Trout and uh, Otani. Just saying. It could be a, a an under-the-radar type division that could produce three postseason teams.
1: Yeah, not too dissimilar than say like the NFL the NFL's NFC East sure. this year. There was no
2: expectations last year for that division right. and then they were the best. Mhm. But that's saying something though when I'm talk when you compare them up against like the AL East, right? That's right. So, because there's really good teams top to bottom in that one, even Baltimore, you never know. But
1: Yeah, that was- would that would be the most likely in the American League to end up with 3. Mhm playoff teams would be Boston Toronto or Yankees Toronto Rays Rays, nobody ever says the Rays and then there they are There they are every year you know and in Boston you they they wouldn't you don't think they're going to stay down long just because of their ability to spend money and like you mentioned the Orioles the Orioles were better they were they were kind of the mirror of the of the uh, Rangers in a lot of ways last year Mm -hmm. a team that kind of came out of nowhere to be a lot better than anybody thought but not quite as good as it needed to be to end up you know in the in, in the actual playoffs but they're you know, with obviously the local ties and in some ways with the Jackson Hall. They got 83 and 79. See, there you go. That, you know, that make that first jump, and now can the Orioles make another one into what would be a playoff spot? Because it looks like, let will see, the Rays were 86 and 79. So they were three games back of that last spot, the Orioles anyway, last year. What about everybody else? What, what do you expect your from your teams? You know, I know we got our resident Houston Astro, Astro fan that'll be texting. And that that's a team that technology like
2: you is better, so they can get those buzzers really hidden.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I, less I can de- tell
2: you where they should put those buzzers. Less
1: detectable. <laughs> no, no, honestly, they're though, good. they're going to be really good. Yeah, they're, they're going
2: to be really good.
1: No, their bullpen. Yes. Big part of why they yeah. won last year, and that's intact.
2: I wonder what the Mets are going to do.
1: I know what they did do, spend money.
2: Sure. They did last year, too. Diaz
1: didn't getting hurt. I don't know. It hurts them a little bit, I think. I think the Braves are due to bounce back. Yeah. Even though without Swanson. And what can he do in Chicago? I think Chicago's – Chicago and the Rangers kind of remind me of each other as far as the Cubs, where they've made moves to get better, but I'm not sure if it's good enough yet. Like they may need another offseason of making the same type of moves to really kind of get them in. To serious serious contention uh, for a playoff spot, Dodgers are always going to be good,
2: of course.
1: <laughs> Scott is on a he is on a heater on the text line. You can cheer for the Dodgers with the local ties, or you can go to energy matches with Garrison. Well, they
2: haven't played in two years. <laughs> well, good you luck know, with that.
1: That's how much I know about <laughs> soccer. I just I chuckle and move along. All right, that's the question. How do you think your team is? And then who should be my team? I've just kind of been well, you know, wandering I'm through say, the wilderness.
2: I'm going to give you options and let you pick. Obviously, there's the Texas Rangers. I'm obviously going to push the Texas Rangers on you because it's a lot of fun when we're rooting for the same team, kind of like Dallas Cowboys. Um, and plus, I think if you look at it, their farm system, too, is rated pretty high. They've they've drafted well in pitching. I'm anxious to see if we can get some of those guys up is, this year. Isn't
1: that where what's his name is? You're talking about the Rangers. What's the guy from Vanderbilt?
2: Don't they have him? Lighter or uh,
1: rocker? Do they have them both? They end up with both they of them. you got them both. That's right. They did end up with yeah. both.
2: I'm I'm one. I'm curious to see if they can
1: maybe September type call ups or, see, or even earlier than that. See what happens. Yeah. yeah
2: it, it, whether it be meaningful or meaningless, I want to see him at the highest level. Um, but again, the rank the farm system has been ranked pretty high. Uh, last I saw. And then there's the location. you know, they're, they're right down the road. I'm using air quotes there. Um, fun venue, fun area. So that's my plea for the Rangers. And speaking of location, I think your other options, you know, the Royals. I've been up there, the Royals. Um, no. How about the Cardinals? across? The everybody likes yeah. the Cardinals. Everybody likes the Cardinals. What about Denver?
1: I, I've thought about, about the Rockies. What about the Rockies? I've thought about the Rockies location close enough. Part of me wants to pick, like, the Reds. Because then I w- I would not be accused of like bandwagon jumping uh-huh. onto a good team. The Rockies would be that same way. But I think I've made my choice. Drum roll, please. I think I've made my choice. The A's. I like the A's, but I don't I don't necessarily want to be against you in the division. I don't care. I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers.
2: You're going with the.
1: With I'm going with the Milwaukee Brewers. That's going to be my team. I'm gonna get me a Brewers hat. I like I like the idea of the the race between the wieners. You know they had a wiener race, Jared.
2: Yeah. You yeah.
1: every night, 82 times or this, 81 times a year they have a wiener race.
2: This is the the weirdest w- reason why I, I don't like the Brewers. You want to know why? I mean, it, it all circles back to this hat. In 2011, when they were in the NLCS against the Cardinals, I was rooting for the Brewers because I knew the Rangers could sweep this team. They would have no problem with the Brewers in the World Series. And they go and blow it against the Cardinals. And the rest of history. I mean, the
1: dude slides down the slide. He's got a big old cool golden beard. Yeah,
2: that looks like a whole cool uh, stadium and all that. And I'm
1: going with the Brewers. I'm going to be a Brewers fan.
2: Okay. Well, All right. Good luck. But I'm a lot excited. of people tell me that every year. I get excited about the Rangers. I'm excited <laughs> to have a team. <laughs> well, good for you. Go get yourself a brewer
1: hat. I'm going to. <laughs> you a, think there's any brewer's hat in Tulsa?
2: Maybe. Go down. Um, is this
1: going to have to be an ordered go find, hat?
2: Go find a, a hat world or what What are the hats in the mall, the hat stores in the uh, mall? It's been forever you since I You can find any hat in one of those.
1: Now, here is a serious question How long has it been since you bought a hat? Oh, great. Oh, you bought a hat the other day. No, never mind. You bought a hat not at the a, golf not, course. Not a ranger's cap. No, You no, asked no. me a ranger's cap or Just any... a hat. Well, then there's your answer. Can you get hats that aren't stupid flat bills? Can I? Is it possible? Like, like a
2: baseball cap that's not? Yeah. Yeah, sure you can. Okay, good. You can get that, uh, I forget what, it's like that 47 brand yeah. relax. Fit. So I'm I not like, a
1: flat bill guy.
2: I like those. Well here's the reason why. Yours I is like,
1: sorta of flat, but it's got a little curve to it.
2: Because I've worn it for a long time. That's that's what I was getting at. Because I'll buy a hat and I won't go up there and start smashing it. See, I it. do. I get it on and I I sweat in it, I walk around it, I work it, and I let it naturally curve to my head.
1: Oh. Okay. I see what you're doing. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna smash mine.
2: Go for it. We all have our ways of of fitting into a hat. But that's how I do it.
1: I'm not flat billing. I'm not flat I'm not billing. Asking you. That's, I'm, not, I'm not either. I refuse I'm, text line, I refuse. I'll call now, it the, the, the natural hats, curve. See, the the hats that I've been wearing, you know, with the baseball teams that Wyatt's been a part of, mm-hmm. they aren't flat, like you can't even bend them like I want them. Oh yeah? Because it just goes back to kinda like yours.
2: Well, I've been I've gotten a new hat for this softball season, and yes, it's it feels flat. But it's like when I put it on, when it stretches to my head, it naturally kind of curves down. Yeah. And when I take it off, it goes flat again. So I know over time when I'm going to be out there and I'm going to be sweating in it and everything, it's going to naturally curve.
1: It's like, here it is, it's like breaking in a new glove.
2: Absolutely it is. Or shoes, you know, walk around with some shoes, break them in.
1: This is true. If you curve them too much, it's hard to wear sunglasses That's, a, that's That is very true. good point. It's very, another very true. Another very good point. Didn't co- talk me into being a flat biller, but maybe not as crunch, cr- crinkled of a bill as I really like. All right. That's going to have to do it.
2: You're out tomorrow. I'm out tomorrow. Have fun, man. I will try to. Congratulations. Thank you. Going to go grab that OAB award.
1: Yeah. Drink I
2: mean, one for me.
1: Somebody's got to do it, Jared.
2: <laughs> Someone's got to carry this Somebody on their back. You know. <laughs> yeah. well, if you so, need anything, I'll be here working.
0: Everybody have a great day. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
2: That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye.
0: Win something one time and it could be a fluke. Do it twice and people know you're for real. Win it three times and we use the word dynasty. And if you win something a fourth time, now we're talking about total dominance. For the fourth time, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters has named Aaron Kalks The Skinny on Sports Report, the non-metro sports cast of the year.
1: Good afternoon, Western Oklahoma. I'm Aaron Kalk, and this is The Skinny on Sports Report.
0: Congratulations, Aaron, or should we say Mr. Four-Timer. Now keep on dominating.